Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. So this week's episode, I'm going to talk all about dating. I put up on my Instagram story saying send me in your funny dating stories and I thought I'd just have uh, an episode of reading them out. I was literally lying in bed last night crying with laughter. (laughs) Some of them are so, so funny. Some of them are definitely not um, PG enough to, to tell on the podcast but they give me a good laugh regardless um, but yeah I can't wait to get stuck into them. How has everyone been? Does anyone else feel like these last few weeks have just been so weird like my energy's been so off I just feel so deflated. I feel like so many people are on the same boat. I was at dance class last night and everyone was just like in another planet like everyone just felt so deflated Do you know what I think it is I think it's because we're literally mid-August like this is meant to be summer you know we're meant to be thriving really we're meant to be out enjoying the sun and getting the last uh last of the rays in and we were all promised this like well I mean not promised but uh, everyone had their hopes up for the second heat wave that was to come and it's just never come has it I mean fingers crossed it still might come that would be absolutely amazing but I really can't see it happening so it just kind of feels like the end like summer's just come to an end and that's just it and that I don't know it literally lasted what how, how long did we get of good weather a week maybe two weeks tops it's weird as well like you can really feel like or you can really tell it's getting darker earlier and stuff now like when I was driving home from dance last night it was pitch black for the first time which is very depressing let's not get too deep into that (laughs) oh I'm literally I'm not ready for winter like you forget every year how long it actually lasts like realistically winter here is from what October to like March April like it's literally more than half a year uh, yeah and I just like I'm not I'm just not ready to say goodbye to summer but luckily I know on the last podcast I was literally like no I've accepted it I'm not going away this summer and I've only gone ahead and booked to go to Portugal which I'm absolutely buzzing about I'm just happy to be getting away I'm quite stressed out about all the tests and everything I feel like I am so unorganized when it comes to travel as it is like in normal circumstances I'm the type of person that literally packs like not even the night before like literally hours before you're meant to be at the airport and I yeah I'm just like so last minute with everything I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe it I and I'm like always late to the airport and I'm all my bags are always overweight just like all that shit I don't have my liquids sorted I'm just like that person that's like chaos like just complete chaotic energy at the airport and the fact that now I've to suss out like all the PCR tests and the what is it like the passenger locator form I don't honestly it'll be a miracle if I actually get to Portugal and then you have to think about what if you get COVID when you're there Jesus imagine that no hopefully I won't I mean I've already had COVID so I feel like double vaccinated and have had it like surely I can't get it again but I mean never say never apologies if you can hear a weird sound in the background I I'm in my spare bedroom for some reason and my cat is just going ham on herself, just licking herself down. So yeah, apologies if you can hear that. Right, so let's get stuck into it. We're going to talk all about people's funny dating stories and my, well, I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't have a huge amount to share on this topic. Like I'm not really a serial dater. I actually haven't had too much time to date because like I've been in 
two kind of longish term relationships which is obviously taken out that takes out like five years of dating time and I'm only I'm 23 so you know it doesn't leave much room for dating dates really like they kind of scare me they really freak me out anyone I have gone on like I've literally just been trembling the whole time well some more than others I don't know yeah when I came out of my first relationship I think I had I must have had like at not at least but like in and around a year of being single and when I say like I did not even look at a boy I mean it took me so long to like even like consider speaking to a boy I don't know why I, it was just so not on my radar I I don't know if anyone else can relate to this but like I just like it was just the last thing on my mind all my nights out were just like getting drunk with my friends I had no interest in talking to anyone and texting anyone like I was also working quite a lot at the time and just like I don't know I, I like I couldn't have been further from it I felt like I was asexual I had no interest in joining like tinder or hinge or any of them no interest in going on any dates like just like not even kissing boys and that's how it was literally just like a year of me and my girlies basically and then I obviously got into my second relationship which I really they always don't isn't what's that saying where it's like it always comes to you when you're not looking for it or something or when you're least expecting it I don't know basically I like did not want to be in another relationship I literally had gone away traveling on my own did not want to be with anyone and of course ended up getting into like what a two or two or three year two and a half year relationship so here we are now back in the dating world Mm, I personally could not be like I've I've downloaded tinder and hinge and stuff before but I've never I don't think I've ever met up with someone on it they really cringe me out I'm not good at messaging people I am the driest most sarcastic person ever by text and it can come across like it comes across really bad and just like uninterested which to be honest I am not interested so (laughs) it comes across as it is but um yeah I something about them really like I just don't even when I'm in a relationship with someone I don't like messaging them so it's just not for me any of those apps like Fairfax to anyone who I have I actually have loads of friends that have been on like loads of tinder and hinge dates and stuff and I wish I could be that person but well no I don't but like it's it's just not me I think I would have severe severe anxiety meeting up with someone that you literally have no idea what they're like or if you have any common interests or like how are you supposed to know if you're gonna bounce off of them do you know what I mean like no, I think I'd way rather just like meet someone naturally. And I, I know it is harder these days, and especially because of COVID, like you can't mix tables and stuff when you're out, and there's not as many like parties and things happening. But like, oh no, I just I have to meet someone face to face. I used to I used to literally treat Tinder like it was like a hot or not game, and just like go through it swiping and then if I got a message from someone I'd be like nope delete (laughs) because I just couldn't bear the thought of like it actually meaning anything more than a hot or not game (laughs) it's just so bad it's definitely me just like looking for attention being like who's gonna match with me today (laughs) but yeah I think I actually deleted them a while ago because I was like what the fuck is the point in this like I did not need to waste any time swiping through random people thinking if they're hot or not and then when they message me just block them (laughs) 
that is not normal behavior one time i met up with someone this is like the only thing actually i've ever done that i kind of guess is like it's not i don't even think it counts as a date and i don't think it counts as a hinge date but i'd i'd match with him on hinge and then like conversation fizzled out or whatever boring and then i came up on his tiktok for you page and i think he recognized me from matching me on hinge which I mean, red flags, why are you messaging me? Because I came up on your TikTok page and not because you matched me on Hinge, you know what I mean? Um, so then he messaged me on Instagram and I met him for a walk and then I ghosted him. Oops. I, and do you know what? Ghosting gets such a bad rap, but I don't think it's bad. It's obviously bad if you've been like, if you're more emotionally invested in someone and you've actually been like seeing them for a decent amount of time. But ghosting someone after one date, like so fair enough. I think, no, it's the way to go. Like, personally, if it was me, right, if it was the other way around and I'd just, like, been on one date with someone or, like, a, I, I don't think a walk's a date, is it? I don't think that counts. I think that's literally just going on a walk with someone. So we'll not call it a date, but, yeah. Um, I If I went on a walk with someone and then they didn't want to see me again, 100% I would rather them ghost me than have to read some, like, shitty message that means nothing about do you know what I mean like I don't I don't care like if you don't reply to me like that's fine I'll I'll, I take the hint not replying just like there's your answer I don't need any more than that but yeah obviously it's like horrible when people get ghosted after like dating for four months or something yeah that's not fair but I think there's a time and a place for ghosting (laughs) right I'm gonna keep these all anonymous um thank you so much for sending me these in there's actually so many hopefully i can get through a good load of them someone said that for their first date he arrived on a scooter right (laughs) now i don't know if you're talking about a scooter as in like a moped because if it's a moped that's quite cool do you know after the date i'd be like take me for a ride on the back of your moped but if you're on about a scooter like as in like a push scooter yeah that's <laughs> that's I literally wouldn't know what to say what do you actually say maybe if it's an electric scooter I feel like they're quite they're getting quite cool no but if if it's just a normal scooter <laughs> yeah um I don't know was there a second date or did you call it quits after you saw the scooter Right, so someone else has said, he rang me five minutes after the date ended with no kisses at the end. So they didn't kiss at the end of the date, but then he rang her as they drove home separately and asked if I wanted to smooch. Smooch term was used specifically. (laughs) Oh, do you know what? I really hate, like, that really reminds me of, you know, like, we not even proper relationships when you're in, like, when you're like 15 in school where people are incapable of communicating to each other face to face so everything's done by text and then not addressed when you're actually there in person or like you have all these like fights by text but then you're just like made up and like fine when you're in person I hate boys like that yeah I mean I don't think you should have gone on a set I don't know if there was a second date there but I personally would not be going back for a second date with someone that texted me if I wanted a smooch (laughs) but didn't have the balls to say it to my face 
Okay, another girl has said, on the first date he ate food he knew he was allergic to and his whole face swole up and we had to phone his mum to bring him medication. Turns out it was the worst reaction he'd ever had. So awkward. I'd be so bad in a situation like that. Like, did you have to use an EpiPen and all? I literally, I don't know what I would do. Oh my God, so the other week in dance, this girl that was like in the pole in front of me, just like fainted out of nowhere in the middle of the warm-up and like literally just dropped to the ground like she her bum landed on the floor and then her head whacked it and then she was just like on the ground kind of like like, spasming it was really really scary and bear in mind I was the person like directly behind her and I just completely froze like I am useless in these situations completely useless I just stood there and stared at her (laughs) and other people were like doing like productive things like someone ran over there and made sure her head was like propped up and that and then they were like came over with water and stuff and the whole time like literally I don't know for however many minutes I just stood there staring with my mouth open (laughs) so honestly I don't know what I would do in that situation if someone took an allergic reaction in front of me I'd probably start nervous laughing to be honest right so someone else has said had a double date with my friend in Phnom Penh in Cambodia Talked, he talked about his cat for the whole date. Uh, we both weren't feeling it. Tried to get a tuk-tuk home, but there was like monsoon floods. So, where are we? So water started to leak from the roof and we just couldn't stick the date anymore. We walked home in water up to our knees. <laughs> Fair play. I mean, if you got to get out of it, you got to get out of it, whether that means walking through floods of water or not. He talked about his cat the whole time. Do you know what? I feel like (laughs) my friend Amy, Amy if you're listening to this you know this would be you but with your dogs. Amy, (laughs) she's one of those people who like her world is her dogs like she just doesn't stop talking about them and I can so imagine she has a boyfriend so she wouldn't have this problem but if she was to be in the dating world she'd definitely be that person that would just go on dates and talk about her dogs the whole time and like show photos of her dogs. It's like, do you ever get when you when you meet someone who's a mum and then they just like constantly like bombard you with pictures of your ch- their child and you're like, I actually really don't care. Like, <laughs> I could not care less about your little alien child that looks like every other picture of a baby that I've seen in yeah in my whole life. So, <laughs> oh, that's horrible. But I, no, sorry, I just don't like kids and I don't like parents that that only talk about their kids. I feel like when people get to that stage they just need to make friends with fellow parents and they can just all simp over their little babies and get away from me. (laughs) Okay, so someone said they were talking to a boy for a couple months and then eventually went for a date to Nando's and then cinema and at the end of the night he was leaving me home and he leaned in for a kiss and I gave him a fist bump instead. (laughs) Oh, he got pied. As like, you know, in Love Island when, who was it? Aaron leaned in a kiss for Lucinda and she just like fully swooped around. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> oh God, he must have been absolutely mortified. Someone said, met a guy in Freshers Week and he asked me on a date. He wasn't at uni and collected me in my halls and asked to leave his bag with a change of clothes in my room as he assumed he was staying over. Went for dinner and he barely spoke and just smiled at me the whole time. See, this is what I mean about the likes of like Tinder and Hinge dates. How do you know you're not just gonna like literally sit there and just look at each other and not have anything to talk about? 
surely there needs to be some level of like a mutual connection, like a mutual friend, I don't, a common interest. Like if you met someone like through a sport or like just something so that you just know you're not going to be stood there like awkward silence the whole time. I actually couldn't cope with that. I wouldn't know what to do. I think like the best shout for maybe, yeah, maybe the best shout for a date where you literally don't know the person is to meet them just for a drink, like not for dinner and a drink. And then that way you can be like, oh, I'm meeting my friends now for a drink after or like, you know what I mean? So that, so if it's going well, then you can stay on for more drinks. And if it's not, then you can just be like, oh yeah, well, the drink was nice. It was nice to meet you for a drink. I'm away now. I think that's a good choice. Then you can kind of, you know, gauge gauge how it's going, one drink in. Because at the end of the day, one drink, like, you could literally be half an hour and then it's not a big deal if it didn't go well. But then, can you really gauge? I think, yeah, you can. You can. You know straight away. Oh, I... See, right, I think I have such a good judge of character. I could be wrong. But I think I can tell literally within... I don't, I don't know, I don't know how long, but I can tell very, very quickly if I know I'm going to get on with someone or not and if I know they're worth, like, investing time into or not. I know, I mean, I know it's a lot more complicated than that. Like, there's obviously other factors that come into play when if something's going to work or not, other than whether you just get on. But do you know what I mean? I just feel like I'm, I can just tell. I just know. I feel like I can even just tell from the way someone messages. Is that weird? Right, someone has said... This guy paid at the restaurant on our date to look good and then made me transfer him after. Oh my god. Who was he trying to impress in the restaurant if it wasn't you? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Right, I'm all for splitting the bill. You know? I mean, right, here's the thing. If someone wants to take you out and treat you and they're like asking to bring you on a first date, then I think they should pay. Whether that's the boy or girl, you know, it doesn't matter as long as it's the person that is wanting to bring the other person out in the date. But when you get a bit more into it and like you're want you're both wanting to spend time with each other and you both like wanna do you know what I mean? You don't want it to be boring, you don't wanna just be sitting in the house every weekend. So like if you if you're wanting to do stuff every weekend, then I think that's fair enough that you split the bill. Also at this age and stuff when people like aren't making huge amounts of money and you know you're a student like you do have to be conscious like dating can be expensive it can be so expensive if you're constantly going out for dinner and drinks all the time so I mean I think it's fine to (laughs) I think it's fine to split it but the fact that he did that and then made you transfer him after imagine doing that imagine actually walking out of a restaurant and then being like here will you wire me 20 quid (laughs) that's obscene yeah I definitely think it's very circumstantial though in terms of like who should pay for things because like there's definitely been times in my life where well like I know with like with my ex there was like a point where he was making so much money more money than me so he would like want to take me out and want to pay for everything because it just made sense you know what I mean whereas like yeah now like I would feel bad I think I'd feel bad letting someone pay for everything for me I try and like make sure I don't know I try and make sure it balances out you know so if someone pays for your dinner then like you can get the drinks in the taxi or something like that or just split it it's just splitting it's the easiest thing to do isn't it because then you can just do rounds after that and then you're like so even the rest of the night 
Someone said, if it wasn't a drive to Mackey's at 10pm, you aren't from a small town. I can't say I've ever done this. I mean, I'm not from a small town, so yeah, can't relate. But something creeps me out. Not creeps me out. Like, I don't know. There's something off-putting about going on a car journey date. It's very... It's like, I feel like it's the done thing when you're like 17, 18, don't have enough money to be going out on to like proper restaurants and drinking cocktails, but you can drive. So you're just like, oh, drive to McDonald's, drive to Starbucks. I don't know what it is, right? Because I think I just like, I like atmosphere for a start. There's no atmosphere in a car. If you turn the music up too loud, you can't hear each other speak. Um... (laughs) And then I don't like the idea that like one person's driving, like say that's me, then the other person's just like looking at me the whole time while I'm looking at the road or alternatively they're driving, looking at the road while I'm just staring at them. And like what what else do you do? Do you just stare at the window or do you just not look at each other? I don't know. Do you know? I, I don't know. I think I'm thinking too much about it, but like something just weirds me out a little bit about driving dates. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a bit of me, to be honest. Oh my God, someone said, I got so drunk, I puked out of the taxi on the way home. <laughs> We're still together two years on. Fair play. That's good going. <laughs> it must be the one. I'm trying to think if I've ever been sick on a date. Definitely not on a first date. That's like... <laughs> what a solid first impression. Um, no, I've definitely never been sick on a first date, but I've been sick like on dates with boyfriends. But that doesn't count. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, one time though, I got sick in the back of an Uber on, a way, on my way home from a date with an ex and just got sent the picture of the sick on the Uber account the next day with the two, $200 Australian dollars taken off my Uber account. It's great. <laughs> right, this one's... I don't know what to make of this. It's a bit chaotic, but someone said, told me he didn't want to go to the dog cafe in Newcastle, then told me fun fact about M&M's while we walked around town, then shagged someone else, then sent me Endless Love by Lionel Richie because he felt like it was worth, quote, fighting for. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it wasn't, and I haven't seen him since. Yeah, I I don't know. I just, I don't really have any words. What's going on in this boy's head? Clearly not much. Imagine your <laughs> your go-to conversation in a date was to just start listing fun facts about M&M's. Sometimes I feel like I'm really annoying with, like, just, I feel like my brain's just like this, I don't know, I just have a lot of, like, random facts in there waiting to get out, but, like, no actual useful knowledge. But just from, like, reading and stuff, I just, and also, do you know, even, like, random facts you pick up on, like, Instagram and TikTok, and they're all just, like, waiting to come out of you. And, yeah, I'm, like... Imagine I actually use that brain space for valuable lessons. I feel like I'd go a lot further in life. Oh my god! Someone said they went on a date and he stole their bank card when you went when they went to the toilet. I would never even think in a million years to be conscious of my stuff on a date. But that's a really really good point if you're meeting someone that you actually don't know. Oh my god, that's absolutely absurd. That's mental. That's actually mental. But like, I suppose you do have to be conscious of, like if you're in a bar when you're out and stuff, I'd be so conscious of my phone and my my personal. It's no different. Like it is a stranger you're meeting if it's someone on from a dating app. 
Oh, someone said they went for a drive with a guy like two years ago and we ended up getting spice bags. He ended up crying. It was so spicy and I've actually never cringed so much in my life. He then wiped his eyes with his hands, which were full of the spices. <laughs> and it was just such a fucking disaster. I sat there watching, still munching into mine because it was so nice. <laughs> Yeah, no, I see people that can't handle spice. Get out, <laughs> literally. <laughs> no, why is it? Why do I think it's a personality trait to like spicy food? Me and my family are so, so annoying about spicy food. Like, all of us, every single one is like, always tries to like one up each other and how much spicy food we can handle. Like, I always find it so funny trying to make people eat spicy food and then being like, well, I can eat this. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, no one actually cares. No one cares how much spice you can handle. Although, <laughs> it does make you late, I reckon. If you've ever been to Bow Tree Thai in Belfast, literally, like, my favourite restaurant ever, it does the nicest Thai food. It's really, like, authentic Thai. I got really into this thing called papaya salads when I was in Thailand and... I didn't actually know about them before because we used to eat in Bowtree before and I would have I, I saw it on the menu but I just never really thought to order it I just didn't know what it was and then I got so into papaya salads when I was in Thailand like literally ate them every day for breakfast which is mad because it's so spicy but this is what's adapted my, t- my taste buds so much now like is eating papaya salads for breakfast but ever since I've c- come home I always have to get that anytime I go and I just make everyone at the table try it and just watch them as their eyes start streaming <laughs> I just get so much entertainment out of watching people like you know when people's nose start to go and then the eyes are going and then they're like downing their drinks and everything as you're just sitting there like giggling under your breath <laughs> I sound so psychotic but yeah I get everyone onto papaya salad Oh, everyone in my family knows is obsessed with it. So if you haven't tried a papaya salad and you like spicy food, please, please try it. Especially if you're from Belfast and you can go to Bowtree. The only time I haven't actually got it from there was when I went on a date there and I was like, it's not a vibe to just be sitting there with your nose straight. Like I'd done my makeup nice and all. I'm not just going to sit there with my eyes and nose streaming in the middle of a date, you know? I, I think we can save the papaya. We can skip the papaya salad on that instance. Oh my god, speaking of that date in Bowtree, <laughs> I completely forgot about this story. It's so funny. So basically, I told my mum and dad that I was just going out for dinner with my friend Cara. Cara's always my scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm just going out for Thai food with Cara. And my dad was like, oh, do you need a lift? I was like, no, 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 don't worry. Cara's getting me on the way. And then obviously he sees the taxi pull up outside. So straight away, he can probably tell something's weird. Anyway, he was like, oh, I told you I gotta give you a lift. And I was like, no, oh, it's fine. Cars ordered a taxi and all it's outside. So I go off on the date and then I didn't write, basically I didn't know about any of this until the next day, but I'll tell you, tell you what happened now. But I was completely unaware of this for the whole night. So um, my dad decided my dad's like he's so cute he just always wants to do really nice things for us and um he decided it'd be a nice thing to do to drive down to Bowtree and pay for me and Cara's bill as like a little surprise and that we'd go to get the bill and it'd be paid for but so he drives down to Bowtree and comes in and sees me sat there with a boy <laughs> And he said he literally couldn't have ran out of the place quicker because he was scared I would see him. And he said he said he literally legged it and was like, oh my God, because he would have been mortified if he had showed up while I was there on a date. 
and completely coincidentally at the same time my brother and his girlfriend were standing outside of the restaurant because they'd ordered takeaway and so they literally watched it all happen like they watched him just like stroll in and like all cool calm and collected with his mask on and then next thing be like oh fuck and literally run out the door and they said they were crying with laughter and they were like what just happened and he was like I came down to pay for Emma and Cara's meal and I just I just walked in and she's sitting there with some tall, handsome fella. Apparently they were literally crying. And then, right, so the rest of the night, I ca- like they were texting me being like, oh, how was your dinner with Cara? Like completely milking it. <laughs> and they were like, what did you just get to eat? And all and here's me being like, yeah, Cara got the red curry. It was really nice. <laughs> Not knowing the whole time that they knew fine rightly I wasn't with Cara. Yeah, so worst bit is then stayed at his and said I was staying at Cara's and they knew the whole time oh Jesus so then the next morning and I'm there they were out of the house then they were away then for the weekend I went home and they FaceTimed me still asking like oh how was your night with Cara and stuff and then they just like couldn't hold it in any longer and my dad just started pissing himself and I was like what and he was I knew they were on to me though like just from the how many questions and stuff they were asking like I literally knew it and he was like, can I tell you something funny? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I walked into Bowtree last night to get your, your and Cara's meal and saw you with someone. I was like, for fuck's sake. You actually can't go anywhere in Belfast though without being uh, spotted by someone, especially Bowtree. is such a small restaurant. So like, you're guaranteed to see someone you know. I just didn't know it would be my dad. <laughs> right. And just when you thought this story couldn't get any worse. No, I... I actually don't even know if this is, if I should be telling this. So they were like, oh yeah, how was the date then? Once we'd, once we'd established that I wasn't there with Kara, I was like, yeah, no, it was good until I fucking swirled him. I threw a glass of water over the boy. Oh, why am I like this? Yeah, so basically I woke up the next morning and he was like, do you remember throwing a glass of water over me last night? And I was like oh my god no I didn't no I actually didn't this is where we went wrong though Beautree is a bring your own restaurant okay so you bring your own alcohol what normal people do is bring a bottle of wine you know bring some beers here's me sat there with a bottle of tequila (laughs) a bottle of tequila with soda and fresh lime cut up like I asked the kitchen and all for a knife so I could sit there like cutting up my lime who do I think I am so yeah, I ended up getting so drunk, obviously, with a full bottle of tequila between the two of us. And like, why why did we decide that was a good idea? I literally remember texting him during the day being like, what should I get? And we actually actively decided. It wasn't even like a last minute or oh, it was the only thing I had in the house. Like we decided to get a bottle of tequila. So we were asking for something ridiculous to happen that night. But yeah, woke up the next day. And he goes, do you remember throwing a glass of water over me? And I was like oh Jesus Christ what have I done and I was just praying to God I hadn't gotten some like big (laughs) all I had in my head was fuck I've gotten into like a big argument about like feminism or like politics or something and then just like thrown a glass of water (laughs) over him in rage and luckily it wasn't that it was I was like was I did we get in a fight was I angry at you for something what'd you say he was like no like you just you just thought it was really funny like you were just sitting there and then you just did it and you were just pissing yourself it just came out of nowhere which is it's better than being angry but it's still not good you know it's it's better but no (laughs) 
so yeah I was absolutely mortified could could not actually believe and when I say I actually don't remember like I mean there's no recollection of doing that whatsoever so that's good um thought uh, so yeah I told my mum and dad they were like how was the date and I was like yeah it went really well until I fucking threw a glass of water over him and they were like oh my god you're actually an idiot like my mum was like he's never gonna want to speak to you ever again and I was like yeah mum do you not think I've established that like I've come to terms with it he's never gonna speak to me ever again and he did so but yeah I was genuinely convinced I was never I was getting ghosted after that because I think that was maybe only like second date or something second maybe third I don't know I think second so like you don't just swirly someone on the second date and then you know I yeah I thought I was I thought I was getting ghosted my mum was like Jesus he must like you if he wants to see you after doing that because some people would take that really badly I reckon like if you did that to the wrong person they'd actually be like get out of my flat you know what I mean send you home in a taxi at least he was able to laugh about it mm. Right, sorry, this is the maddest story. I've, like, this is just, it blows my mind. Right, so someone said, not me, but my friend. She texted her date to say she was finding a parking space outside his house. And as she pulled up, she hit a car and her car engine exploded and went up in flames. Anyway, she had just texted to say she was outside before she hit the car. So he opens the door and sees her, sees her car no sorry sees her burning in the car and has to ring the ambulance her phone had burnt too so he had to call her mum and explain that he was her date and she was going to hospital because her car set on fire anyway she had a couple of skin grafts and then blocked him on everything (laughs) she blocked him on everything no (laughs) but he was so good dude (laughs) oh that is really really dramatic do you know what though fair enough I don't know if there's any coming back from that like you literally told him you're here and he walked out to you on fire no that's so so bad god he probably thought he was (laughs) he probably had he probably thought he was going out for a nice meal and drinks and then just walks out to someone on fire and has to bring them to the hospital that's really that it's very traumatizing god bless her I hope she's all right I hope they're both all right (laughs) I think I'd be scared of driving ever again if something like happened something like that happened to me. Oh, the thought of it. Oh my god. Someone said boy picked me up and his mum was driving and came into the restaurant to pay at the end. <laughs> Sorry, you're not fucking toddlers. Oh my god. <laughs> Could she not have just given him money? Like that would have made it so much less awkward. Uh no, that that would literally give me the ick straight away. A boy's mum coming in to pay? No. Oh my god, someone said, burst the side of my dress open on a romantic date in Italy mid-dinner. The whole side ripped. Jesus Christ. What would you do? What would you actually do in the middle of a date? One time when I was out, I was wearing one of those like chainmail tops and both straps completely came off. I think I was wearing a bralette or something underneath it though, so it was fine. But like, imagine I wasn't, because I don't always wear bralettes under wee tops like that, so like, imagine. Oh, actually, and when I was out the other weekend, and I was wearing these like low-waisted, like flared, they're like really tight around like the bum and thigh area, and I like 
I just sit like a boy all the time. I'm like the least ladylike, whatever the fuck that means, um, person ever. And I just like sat with my legs, like sprawled across a chair. And next thing I just heard a giant rip. But luckily it kind of, it wasn't, it didn't make a hole. It was just kind of like a rip in the scene, but it was fine. Thank God. <laughs> right, a boy said she didn't finish her three quarters eating burrito from Boojum and wanted to put it in her bag and keep it. Mm, well, I mean, no, okay, if it's only a quarter of it left. If it was half, I'd say fair enough. Also, if it was a bowl, fair enough. But it, yeah, trying to wrap up a burrito and put it in your bag is, yeah. I Imagine all the like salsa dripping into your bag. Surely that's, that's an ick. Right, someone said, got yelled at because we ordered steak and I didn't finish it, but ate the chips and veg. And he yelled, you pay for the meat, not chips. Sorry, if someone started yelling at me on a date, I feel like a little kid getting yelled at by your parents. I'd be up and out of there. Oh my God, someone said, I was 13, first date to Nando's, right? This is quite big for a 13 year old. And the boy wouldn't order my food because I got plain spice babes I wouldn't order your food if you got plain spice I'm sorry I already spoke about it being a personality trait I'd be yeah I'd be out the door you can get your plain spice and bring it home to yourself (laughs) there's a lot of stories on here of people being sick on their first date getting too drunk from going for drinks which I think is so easily done because see when you're nervous as well like it's just like an automatic reaction to always want to do something with your hands whether and usually if you have a drink in front of you then that's always like taking a sip of the drink I feel like when I'm nervous I just constantly sip and then you end up getting so drunk so quickly so I can see how it'd be easy to get in to end up being sick in a bush (laughs) someone said they went on a tinder date realized he was shorter than me and had my mate ring me pretending to be my mum even though I was 200 miles away at uni telling me I needed to get back to my flat ASAP then got on the bus saying I had a family emergency and he got on the bus with me to come help sorry take the hint he then stayed in my uni kitchen for two hours for support whilst I was in my room on the phone turns out he stole loads of our food alcohol and even a plate lesson learnt to let them down gently and if you're 5'9 try and ask about height if it's important to you most importantly never let someone follow you home to raid your uni kitchen (laughs) oh my god yeah babe sorry when he said he was gonna get a bus with you surely you would have had it in you to just say no like I need to deal with this on my own he sat there for two hours while you milked it on the phone to your friend (laughs) serious commitment on behalf of your friend to try and get rid of him and I can't believe he had the cheek to start stealing stuff who steals a plate like fair enough stealing a glass from a bar but stealing a plate from a uni house how desperate do you have to be oh my god someone said they got really drunk and fell asleep in the bathroom <laughs> at a 15 minute power nap and when she came back he thought he he thought she'd left or had to shit and she goes don't know what's worse <laughs> oh my god the fact you had to explain to him that you actually fell asleep he probably thought you were lying as well he probably actually thought you were just taking a massive shit <laughs> right next one someone said it was 
really awkward so I brought him to a session with my friends and he said he needed to pee then he disappeared called and texted literally thought he was dead turns out he just did a runner and went home because he found me so irritating (laughs) sorry that's a big move bringing someone on a session with your friends like I honestly I don't even know if I'd do that a year into a relationship (laughs) obviously it's different if you're going out with someone that's like in your friend group and you just get on it together but like introducing your boyfriend to your friends like that actually because he's not even your boyfriend you just said he's yeah he just goes to you it was literally a date and you brought him on the set with your friends that was never ever a good idea babe sorry obviously you're gonna be really annoying as well if you're with all your friends yeah no that'd be i would not be suggesting that for a date anytime soon anyway oh my god right someone said why is there so many ones about vomiting (laughs) you're all loose cannons Right, someone said, went on a date last Saturday. I got blackout drunk and projectile vomited in the toilets of the Sunflower pub. God bless anyone who works at the Sunflower. Um, Had to clean my vomit off the walls. Oh my God. Did you tell him? Uh, oh, honestly, God bless the staff at Sunflower. I feel so bad for people that work in clubs and pubs that have to clean up the sick. Honestly, that is th- possibly the worst job Imagine your job being, imagine four o'clock on a Saturday night wiping sick off the ground and the walls. No, you could not pay me any amount of money to do that. You know what? As well, I worked in a club for like six months and I don't think I ever had to clean up sick. I don't know if I just got away lucky with that or if that wasn't in our role. Maybe there was a cleaner that did that. I'm not really 100% sure, but luckily never had to do it. I know loads of people that, worked in limelight like because when obviously you can't work like serving drinks until you're of age so you have to be 18 but you can work from when you're 16 so you can actually still work in those places but not serving so you basically just get the job of cleaning up sick all night like I know people that worked there from when they were 16 17 and literally would be like given a toothbrush to go scrub around the pipes and and the toilets and all and unclog the unclog the toilet someone said once a guy must have shit his boxers and then didn't know what to do with the shitty boxers so he literally stuffed them down the toilet blocked up the whole sewage system and this guy I know's job he had to pull out the shitty boxers from the toilet how grim is that and every weekend it was just more of the same shit no pun intended oh someone said he made me laugh during the day and snot came running out my nose (laughs) stuff like this is my worst nightmare like I'm so hyper aware of things like this or like even just little things like having food in my teeth or like I don't know something smudged on my face I get so paranoid about things like that I don't I don't know why I know it shouldn't really matter but like yeah it actually gives me anxiety thinking about stuff like that oh no we've got a bad wedding story uh <laughs> right I spoke about this in my last podcast because someone I knew would like wet the bed all the time and I always said like what if you were getting with someone and then you pe- woke up the next morning and you'd piss their bed so here is a legit story of someone doing that they said not a first date but one night I went home with a boy after a night out and I was that drunk I pissed his bed during the night 
Woke up in the morning, didn't know what to do, so I poured drink all over it and just pretended that I spilled drink. It was so embarrassing. And to this day, he still thinks it was drink. Do you know what? That's quite a good cover-up. Uh, yeah, what else could you do? You're not going to tell him you pissed the bed. I think that's I think that's really good by you. Fair play. <laughs> I've never pissed the bed before, but if I was ever in that situation, now I know exactly what to do. So, And so does everyone listening to this. So thank you so much for sharing your experience. Oh, someone said, was talking to a lad for months, finally met up and heard him laugh and left so fast. No. <laughs> this freaks me out because... I feel like my laugh is so obnoxious and annoying and I literally laugh at absolutely everything. Like I could make the least funniest person feel like they're funny because I just laugh at everything and it's not even, but I do actually genuinely just find a lot of things funny. I'm not actually putting it on. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, hee hee hee, like <laughs> make them feel funny. Like that. I'm not trying to be like that. I just, I don't know what it is. Like I'm just, I just find lots of things funny and also, when I do that laugh that's like wheezing, I'm like, surely people are absolutely turned by this. The thought of someone running because of my laugh, oh Jesus, no. God bless him, it must have been bad. I can't think of someone whose laugh would be like, I feel like when someone's laugh is bad, it's like funny, like it makes me laugh more. I don't think it would. It could ever actually put me off a person, but each to their own. I mean, everyone has their own ex. Right, a girl has said... I was on a date with this pure mega posh boy from Glasgow and he started asking me hundreds of questions about my family and all that. Then he looked up my mum on Facebook right in front of me saying how she was fit. He then took a picture of me and put it in his group chat to ask the boys if I was fit. And who said, to be honest, nah mate, I got up and boosted. (laughs) What the fuck? What kind of psychotic behaviour is that? Who takes a photo of their date and openly tells them that they're going to send it in their group chat? That's a fucked up. Like, sorry, there's nothing wrong with a bit of creeping around and someone's like, actually, looking up someone's mum's a bit far though, no? Yeah, that's definitely too far. I would never think of looking up my date's mum. Jesus Christ, I was about to say that was okay. No, it's not. (laughs) But yeah, no, that's horrible. I mean, thank God you got out of there. He sounds like not like someone you'd want to be with. So, I mean, maybe it's a good thing that you were able to see his true colours on the first date. Right, I'm going to finish it off with one of my friend's stories. She replied to my story with this and I was so surprised she'd never told me this before. But <laughs> this is my fr- one of my friends from Australia. So she was banned from this pub in Coogee in Sydney the night before, literally the night before. And he insisted that they were going on a date to that one pub the next day. And she felt too awkward to tell him and just thought she'd get away with it and that it would be like different bouncers working on the shift and they wouldn't recognise her or, yeah, just thought she'd be grand. And she got escorted out by two bodyguards. (laughs) in the middle of the date (laughs) I was like oh my god what did he say and uh, she said he just laughed in fairness and then we went to uh, the pub next to it and got blackout but I don't think I heard from him again understandably (laughs) how funny is that imagine trying to explain that to someone she gets kicked out of everywhere as well 
so I actually am not I'm not one bit surprised I'm just surprised she'd never told me before uh before today all right we will leave it there thank you so much for sending me in all your funny dating stories sorry I couldn't get them all covered but I feel like we sifted out the good ones there Honestly, fair play to all the serial daters out there making for all these good stories. (laughs) And also to everyone like me who doesn't know how to go for drinks and not get paralytic and also make for funny stories, whether they're to your detriment or not. (laughs) Fuck's sake, like why why do I have to be like this? Honestly, it is a great like incredible life skill to have if you're one of those people that actually has the self-control to go out for a couple of casual drinks hats off to you could never be me it's honestly either blackout or sober there's no in between i wish there was i seriously wish there was but first of all it's a waste of money it's a waste of time and it's a waste of a hangover you know like i don't want to be feeling sorry for myself because i had three drinks you know Mezzo have taken it to the complete extreme. So, I mean, I wish I could say you live and you learn, but realistically, my parents still haven't learned. So it's not going to happen, is it? And I've just, I just need to come to terms with that. <laughs> it's just, I'm, it's just not my personality type. But anyway, thank you all for listening, and thanks so much for the continued support. I love you all so much, and I will speak to you next time. Bye.